Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. Jenna and Ellen here. We are starting a new series tonight. We concluded our last series just on like relationships and emotional intimacy with our episode with Vasabi Kumar last week. So if you missed that, definitely go check it out. It was a really great conversation. But tonight we're going to dive into our next series. And we are just like, you know, coming to you very casual tonight. Very casual. <laughs> very casual. <laughs> and we're just going to have a little chat about men because, you know, why not? And we've had, our, we've had our fair share of great relationships and also ones that were subpar, to say it in the nicest <laughs> way possible. So, <laughs> so all you subpar people. <laughs> and most of these exist like way within our past, but we were talking last night we were on the phone and actually there's so many times we have phone conversations that I wish we could just like press record because there's a lot of authenticity that comes through just in like our phone conversations. But we were discussing just like it was a relationship that I had while I was in college, but the difference between men that like love women and can like talk about how attractive women are and like, you know, just have a love for like being affectionate and compassionate and complimentary and then like men that are womanizers which in other words like whoever is in front of them they are the most important person in the world they're devoted they're this they're that and then like as soon as that they leave it's like the next girl's on her way over so me spears could not have said it any better <laughs> song womanizer I, I actually forgot about that song britney, britney spears is my first concert fun fact really yeah. Do you know yeah. what mine was? What? <laughs> the monkeys. <laughs> what? I don't know if anybody knows who they are. They sing, hey, hey, hey we're the monkeys. <laughs> well, the Britney Spears, the Britney Spears concert I went to was a train wreck. She didn't come oh. on stage until like 1130. She only, oh. sang for, she only sang for like 30 minutes. She like lip synced the whole time. What? And the only thing I really got out of the night was a t-shirt that still doesn't fit me. It was like a triple X because that was all they had left. So That sounds like an awful night. That reminds me, I know we're digressing, but my <laughs> freshman year of college, two of my friends at Pitt, we decided we were going to go the Ying Yang Twins. Well, they were on South Side in this super sketchy bar. It's called Rex Theater. And we show up, we're like wearing our little mini skirts and we think it's cool that we're at this concert. But when we're like 18 years old and it's in a bar, well, they had us roped off on the under 21 side. We're the only like three people on this side. The, the actual room's like no bigger than a small restaurant. So it's a very, very intimate setting. <laughs> the Yang Yang twins never come out. I mean, maybe they came out, but we ended up leaving at like 1 a.m. They still never came out. All these weird ass singers. I don't even know who they were. were coming. There was a twerking contest. It, <laughs> like... Worst idea we could have ever had, but if the Yang Yang Twins would have came out, that would have been a great concert. <laughs> I was so pissed. You really had a VIP section over there. Under I know. I was ready. <laughs> under under 21 and proud. <laughs> I was like the lamest person ever in college, so I have no crazy memories to share with y'all. But, well, I also think it's like important to point out that, you know, obviously a, how attractive a woman is is a small fraction of who they are. But I think as you know, a big part of like the confidence journey is knowing that it's not about like, if you're the most attractive person, like there's always going to be someone that you feel is more attractive than you or more put together than you. Like that's always going to be there. But we've talked a lot about, you know, confidence being more 
about knowing that you can stand next to another woman's light and honor it while not dimming your own. And I think, you know, just with that being said, like men are human and we're obviously talking in regards to like male-female relationships just because that's both of our orientations. But I think it can be, you know, interpreted in whatever way you love. But it's just like important to know that it's okay to honor other characteristics about people without it like meaning anything. So I guess that's what we're, what I was trying to say with the two different types of, of men. And so, but like, there's, there's a line there. And I think loyalty and relationships, especially now with how just oversaturated social media is, how many women are available and like how many men are out there. Like, it's just like, there's just so much at your fingertips that never used to be there before. Like my mom and I have a lot of conversations about that because she's like, I can't even imagine like, you know, when I was dating your dad, like we used to write letters to each other and we were long distance. Like that was how we had to communicate. And so you didn't have like who your ex is dating at your fingertips. You didn't even know unless you ran into him like in person, you know? And so there's just so much more that's available. So many different things that contribute to our insecurities. But I also think there's so many components of that that make loyalty in a relationship so much harder. Yeah. I think that's a good point because you look at, I mean, I know for me with my ex, I'd go through and I'd see his name on a girl's Instagram with with their ass cheeks out, which like, good for her. That's great. But at the same time, like, why the hell is he liking this picture? Like, you know, it's, it's funny because you get, it almost puts a guard up and you think, well, am I not doing enough? Is he looking for something else? Whatever. But really it's a dude just being a dude. I mean, not to say yeah, that my ex probably wasn't a womanizer, but. <laughs> I mean, I think there's, I think there's boundaries there for sure. But I also think, and I, 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 I only speak for myself here, but I think that I'm more prone to read into things to a too deep of a level. And in my experience, most men don't think about things as deeply or as analytically as we do. And so it's like, to them, it's a good picture. You know, her butt looks good. She's, he's liking it. It means nothing. Like to most men that are loyal to their women, it's like that, that's just like them acknowledging that. And obviously there can be boundaries set in relationships around liking photos and that kind of thing. Like I, I believe strongly in, in boundaries, but I also think there's a line of sometimes making something more than it is too. And I think that social media really blurs that line quite a bit. I agree. And it, it's funny too. I feel like the older you get and the more that you are just in relationships and can you understand why guys do what they do? It makes sense. I mean, I, I look at other women, I'm like, oh, she's, she's beautiful. You know, you don't think twice about it. But I know when I was younger and we'd be watching like a movie or something and my ex would say some, some girl was hot and I'd be feel in some type of way and I look back I'm like why did I care about that like what do you think he's gonna go date this girl on a movie like it's just so funny the difference of perspectives once you realize there's really no harm when a guy just truly just is commenting on a good looking chick well yeah and we're kind of like I think that sums it up because we're kind of like going in a circle because communicating I think what we're trying to say here is actually very challenging because it's like a sensitive topic and also you know there are times where men take advantage deeply of boundaries and like that's not really what we're discussing here but I think to Elle's point it's like just because they find another woman attractive or 
they compliment a woman in a movie or, you know, they say how incredible somebody is at this, that, or the other. It's not them taking anything away from you. And I think for the longest time, I used to always view it that way. Like, oh, well, she finds her attractive. He can't find me attractive, you know? And it's like, we like, we instantly make it about us. And it's like, it's actually not about you. And it's like, they never, at least men that are in love with you and treating the way that you're treating you the way that you're supposed to be treated would never make a compliment about somebody else as a way to rob you of some 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 way that they feel about you. But I think so often we just immediately make it about ourselves. Like Elle said, you know, we just feel some type of way. And it's like they're not even they're they're not even processing it to that level. So it's like most no. of them and you react, they're like, well what do you mean? Like you're beautiful. You know, like it's like they're not they're not registering the connection there. <laughs> And and I think too, if they're if they're able to say they find another girl attractive, that says a lot about how they feel about your relationship because they they just know what it is. Like they know that both of you are aware that your relationship obviously is ten times more important than any other attractive girl. Like they feel comfortable being able to say that because it's just it's just like a looks thing, not something that's competing with your relationship. Because well, I think if there was Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I just think if there was anything that they were trying to hide or if it was something to do with you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't come out and say they found another person attractive. So well, it's probably good actually, that they say that. Yeah, I honestly like appreciate the openness, to be honest, because I mean, let's be real. Like we find other men attractive, you know, like we're never going to go through our lives and be like the only person we have eyes for because it's, it's just not true. It's just not the way that life works. I mean, like, you know, I love The Rock. I think he is incredibly attractive. I watch every movie. <laughs> every movie he's like, even if I don't like the storyline. If anyone listening knows The Rock, please ask him to be a guest on our podcast. If you know him personally, we will just, yeah, we will wine and dine you for a year if you get us an interview. But no, it's like, you know, he has nothing on my partner in regards to like my emotional intimacy and my connection, even my attraction, you know? And so it's like my my statement about him is not is not directly related at all to my partner. And I think sometimes it's like we create a double standard a little bit because we are never going to walk through this world and not find other people attractive or, you know, even be impressed by other people. And so we can't really expect it of our partner either. And I personally really appreciate the honesty and the openness because it gives me a lot of confidence in like our connection. And also at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you have to be aware of the connection you have, aware of the emotional intimacy you have, aware of the life that you have with somebody. And if there's any like sexual attraction or connection that they're going to choose over their life with you, like that's not the person for you in the first place. But I think the openness of just being able to have the conversation and not feel like you can never find anybody else attractive and you have to hide all of those things. Like I, I, I just have always believed that like being honest is very important. Exactly. And on the flip side, if you have a man sitting there not saying anything about appreciation for other people and they're hiding all this stuff, you might be looking at a womanizer because there's quite a few red flags to a womanizer. Pretty, and typically, yeah. like Jenna said, they will act like you're the most important person in the world to them within not a super long matter of time. And you'll you'll think you'll think you guys are in this great position, and then all of a sudden there's thirty other great women that they're in love with, apparently. Well, and y'all, they are they are damn good at it too. Like, <laughs> Like I consider myself to be very intuitive and very emotionally connected to the people around me. And the guy that I dated in college, like, oh my gosh, the amount of lies that he told me that I believed like wholeheartedly is, is actually ridiculous. 
but he would just be like, you know, well, you know, I love you. And like, you know, you're my girl and like this, that, and other. And still to this day, if you call him up right now and you ask him about college, he's, he will say, well, I would have been loyal to her if she was loyal to me. Let me just tell you, <laughs> I was loyal to him. So it's, it's like, they also, <laughs> they also like, they remember the story, the way that best serves them. And so to me, there's a difference between a man being able, a man being able to appreciate the people around them to know that other people have attractive qualities to have confidence in their partner, but also not have blinders on. Cause I don't think that's a healthy way to live. I think being connected to our desires, both sexually and otherwise, and being able to communicate those with our partner is emotionally mature at its highest level. But there's a difference between that and somebody who just straight up tells whatever story that they need to tell to perpetuate the life that they want to live, which is basically them getting everything they want when they want it. And they, it's a skill set. Like they're very good at it. And like they, they get what they want because they've practiced this skill set and perfected it. And there's no honesty that's present there at all because it's like they know that if they say the right things or they act a certain way when they're with you, that they're going to be able to like pull other things under the rug and I'll never forget like the biggest red flag ever I had like gone to visit him on my way I think I was like on my way to vacation or something and I like stopped in and we I shouldn't even say that we were like ever officially dating it was more of like we were casually seeing each other but he was always telling me like I was the only one and we even casually seen each other for a long time and I like show up and there's like perfume and like nail polish, and, like all this stuff. And he goes, Oh, well, she doesn't stay here. No, nope, nobody <laughs> stays. And like, they tell me this whole story. And I'm like, and it's so funny because my like initial reaction was to believe it. And I'm like, what has happened to me? You know? Cause it's like, it is like, it's almost so convincing. Yeah. It's so convincing. And like, I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, so naive, so much. Naive. So, so, so naive. Well, And I think another thing to look out for is a lot of times they won't come out and lie. Like they do lie, but they'll start the conversation to initiate it, to make it like they're telling you the truth. I know one time I was also with a guy in college and I walk into the bathroom and I had a toothbrush there. Like I was staying there, whatever. I walk in, don't really think much of it. I was just like washing my hands or something. And I come out and he goes, oh yeah, my nephew was here and he took your toothbrush and I don't know, he had, he had chocolate chip cookies. He's telling me this whole story about how he starts brushing my te- his teeth with my toothbrush. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was because I didn't ask about it. And I walked out and he just hits me with that. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe his nephew just like up and took my toothbrush. And then I thought back on like, like how did I believe that that was what happened like obviously he ditched my toothbrush before his chick came over (laughs) well and honestly like right there is such a good red flag to point out because when they get overly defensive when they have to tell you this whole story this whole justification as to why something is the way that it is it's probably not true (laughs) and like the relationship (laughs) yes especially when you don't ask and like the relationship I'm in now is like so honest like we're actually not even able to lie to each other because like our emotional connection has gotten to the point that like we just know when the other one's like holding something back and we're able to communicate through like the walls because there's always going to be walls that come up and a lot of it is like wounds from past relationships and it like it's such a deep and place that I'm like very happy to be in that we can communicate through those barriers but you know in other relationships it's like I never noticed that that defensiveness is so often them trying to cover up something that they don't want you to know and it's almost always an overshare but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the truth but it's like enough information that you're like oh well wow they went out of their way to like tell me this whole story 
And I think we're like almost embarrassed that we've ever believed that. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to share this today. Cause it's like, we've all been there. Like all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter how much you think you have the game figured out, they'll still get one over your head. And it's, I mean, another thing that'll happen too, is if you were to ask, like if I would have walked out and said, where's my toothbrush, even if I wasn't necessarily yelling or attacking the situation, they'll turn around and act like you're being crazy too. A lot of times if they're, they're lying or they're trying to cover something up, they'll get their emotions get so heightened that they'll just act like you're crazy for asking. And then you almost feel, you feel stupid because you're like, oh, why would I doubt them? That was me just being insecure or whatever. But in reality, it's because they're trying to cover something. So they're putting the blame on you. Yeah, I mean, it's emotional manipulation at its core. Because it's like they, mm-hmm. like, so often it's like the story is to be spun in a way that supports them. And you have to remember, like, feelings are wrapped up in this. Like, it's not like you're looking at this from a logistical standpoint of, like, us sharing these stories with you tonight and, like, being like, well, if I was in that moment, like, I would have known, you know, like, of course. But when you're in it and you're either in love with the person or you're deeply connected or there's intimacy there, it's like there's blinders that come with that. And, and in, in the same way that they tell you, what they want you to believe. It's also what you want to believe because it's like, if you care deeply about this person, you want to believe the story that they're telling you. But I also can honestly say after each time he lied to me, I was very aware that he had lied to me. Like I knew in my bones that he had lied. So often it's like, we do still know. It's like, we just make justifications because we're probably not ready for the connection to be over either. But it's almost like, it's almost funny for me to look back now because I'm like, it's actually a sad way to live on their part because they never give anybody the opportunity to connect with them deeply, to like truly be transparently themselves. And so they're robbing themselves of like the deepest level of connection. And a lot of men, that's why they do that, I believe. It's like because they're not ready to be fully and deeply connected to one person. It's like the way that they stop themselves from ever getting to that level is by complicating it with as many women as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing because... There is a surface level of connection. Like I will say, I felt a connection to that guy that I was telling you about. Like I felt like there was something real there. So it's not like it's not like you're just some girl they're seeing or whatever. I mean, you typically do mean something to them. And that's why it can be hard to wrap your head around the fact that they're doing that with other women too. It's not just you, but they, they create these relationships, but then they're not, like you said, they're not willing to break past that barrier. And it's a great point because him and I, I mean, we had a really good connection, but we didn't really get past surface level when it came to conversations or it came to things that were actually happening in life. It was more just, we knew we got along, you know, it was, it was great for what it was, but it never really, it, it couldn't have grown unless that, that barrier would have been broken. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think that's like, I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, at one point I was like, well, maybe this is as deep as it gets because until you've experienced an emotional connection, it's easy to think, well, the intimacy is great. And the, like, we laugh together and we have a good time and, you know, we all want to be the one that changes them. I mean, you know, like every single one of us are like, well, maybe it'll be different with me, you know? It never is because until they're ready to change, they're not going to do it for anyone. It's going to be a decision that they make no matter how incredible you are. And so I think that it's hard sometimes though to see that when you're in it because it can feel like, well, maybe this is just what it's supposed to be like. And I know that that's what it felt like for me for a while. And I think being on the other side of that, I like actually can't imagine intimacy now without the level of like emotional connection and honesty and transparency in a relationship. Like I, I actually don't think I would even be able to be intimate with somebody without that depth. 
And that was like such a wake up call because I always had a lot of discernment around that part of my life in general. But I feel like just in particular with the emotional connection, I'm such an emotional person that at some point in my life, I was just like, well, no one will ever connect with me on that level. So this is as good as it gets. And then my current partner came into my life and I'm like, oh, wow. Like it was literally like life changing. And it's like, I, I think once you've taken that step, it's almost impossible to go back and allow what you, what you once allowed. Yeah. And I think it opens your eyes too. I think it, it kind of shows you what to look for and what not to. I mean, if, if we didn't get played, we really wouldn't know what that looks like. like. I think it takes going through a relationship with a womanizer, basically, and then having someone that you truly do love to understand the difference. Because it can be confusing, especially when the intimacy is there. It's like, well, maybe this is okay. Like, it's normal. But well, I, at that I agree point in your life, it might have been the best you've, you've had as far as connection goes on all levels. Like, not even just like yeah. the intimate, how attracted you are to the person, but just you know, if that's the deepest connection that you felt it, that it's going to feel that way, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like this is such a hard thing to talk about because it's like, there's so many layers to it. And there's also like not one right way. to just No, <laughs> there's not a right way. And, and it, watch out for the ones that will try to keep you wrapped up in the like situation you're in. Because I know for me with this guy, as much as you know, what he's doing behind the scenes, he'll still come back around when it's convenient and try to try to somehow be relevant in my life. And I'm like, I don't really know how we're still at this point whenever we're probably more behind than we were even in the midst of you originally playing the field with me. Like you, you know, you just, you get to this point where they just keep coming back around. It's like, when's, when's enough to just say, get out of my life because there's really nothing that actually happens that you can say you did this but you just know they're out there talking to other women but there's like no real truth of it I feel like like they're really good at hiding it so it's a hard thing to balance to get rid of them but it it is something to be cognizant of because for me I'm I'm at the point now where I'm like I'm not putting energy or putting myself out there if they're not going to match me at the same level that I need them to be at oh exactly and I think that's that's such a good point because there's also like, and we're obviously speaking to our own experiences. I know sometimes when people listen to episodes like this, it can sound like one big generalization, but we're just speaking to our life experiences. And I'm sure that there will be a large amount of you that relate. But, you know, in my experience, like the guys that act and date this way, the main reason why they never actually get deeply emotionally connected is then there's never any ending. And so it's like, you know, they're never really honest. They never really open their heart to you. You know, I think they half listen when you open theirs, yours to them. And I'm the kind of person that like, I, my heart's always open. Like I just live that way. So these, like this relationship in college was actually very challenging for me, but it's like, there's, there's never really any ending. So they just like, will reach out when it serves them. And it's like, it's, it's a very toxic way of living. And it, my relationship that I was in, like in the past got so deceitful that he had traveled back from being away for a while and was like, let me stop and like have dinner with you. And like, I just like need a place to stay. And luckily at this point, I was like over him enough that like, there was no like, you know, physical part to the meeting. But he was like there and he's like, yeah, I just need a place to crash like before I head back home. And I had dinner with another friend that night like while he was there and find out he's engaged and like didn't even share that piece of information with me. Needless to say, it did not end up working out. But it's like, I was like, you know, just so shocked because it's like, how in the world do you reach out to a past connection and like not share that information? But again, it's like, it's the story that best serves them at the time. Like he needed, he needed something. So therefore I was the most important person to him for those 24 hours. 
And it's like, it's sad when it works that way. And it's emotional work that they need to do. But I know it's also super easy to blame yourself in those because it's like, why, you know, why was I so stupid? Or why did I believe him? And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing the best in someone. But I also think there's a time where you have to realize like their energy, their effort, their commitment is never going to match yours. And therefore, like you continuing to engage in any type of connection with them at all is sabotaging to you. And it's also impossible for you to fully move on if you continue to entertain it. Exactly. And didn't he try to claim that he didn't even want to be engaged or something? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was like so mad. I like made him leave. I didn't let him sleep there. And I was like, you gotta go. Like, get out. Like, you lied. Like, and I like, you know, we went to school together. So I knew the girl. And I was just like, Lord, like I was, I was floored and I was thankful that like I had moved on already. So like I, you know, this was, this was years ago and it was before I even met the guy that I'm currently with, but yeah. And I, you know, it's just like the, the level of dishonesty and he didn't feel any type of way. I never even got an apology. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, you know, like, and I, it's just like to me, like, I mean, I could never do that to someone, but like, you know, God forbid I stepped out of integrity that deeply. I feel like there wouldn't be enough. I'm sorry that I could ever say to someone to, <laughs> to make up for that. And I'm just like, you know, and and I I agree with you all. I mean, I think we've both reached the place in our life and it happened very naturally. Like, you know, there was a time where I definitely enjoyed like having multiple connections. I mean, I was like, not, not when I was committed to one person, but like outside of that, you know, like I dated and like, you know, figured out qualities that I really felt like I needed in someone that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And, you know, it's like, you can make that list or you can like be out there looking for that person. And then like when he shows up, it's like, it's so different than you could ever expect. And it's like the desire to even have conversation outside of your relationship disappears. Like I don't even have that desire anymore. And so that level of like full contentment, I also think can only happen when the level of honesty is there too. Because it's like, unless you feel safe to fully be yourself and you are confident enough to give him the space to fully be himself, I don't think that that contentment can fully arrive. And it's like a quality you don't even know you're looking for until it happens. And then it's like, you know, like he feels like coming home to me. And I never used to believe people when they said that. I'm like, that's the weirdest thing ever. Like my mom feels like home to me. Like no, no other person's ever going to be able to like be that, like that safe place. And he is, but it wouldn't be able to be that without the honesty. And it makes like the relationships in the past. I'm like, you know, like hindsight's 2020, but it's like, wow, you know, like I can't believe that that was like ever even a fraction of enough for me to give him the time of day or energy or space. Yeah. And a lot of times too, I feel that timing's everything. And I think we talked about this in one of our first episodes, but until you're fully where you want to be as an individual, it's hard to even find someone that fits this mold and is this perfect person because you're not even really fully ready yourself. So I think for you, the timing worked out because you were in a really good place. You had just moved back to Hilton Head. like Things were just really going well in your life where I don't think you were even necessarily looking for someone. And I think that it's funny because it's very cliche, but I really do think that's when you typically meet your person is when you're not looking for them. So just well, you're with, you're my you're my person, but you know, oh, right, right. My, my, um, my other person, yeah, my OG person is here in this conversation with me. Well, let's um, be real. I was not looking for you when you rolled up to Belladonna's elementary school. <laughs> let's just say it was love at first sight, and your life is forever changed for the better. But no, yeah, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I also I think an important point to make is if you're asking yourself if he's being loyal 
and I know this is harsh, but the answer is probably no. Like it's an energy thing. And I think that it's one of the things that you can really deeply trust your gut on. And if you're getting that feeling, if you're feeling that red flag, especially if it's early on in your relationship, and obviously in today's world, there's so many different definitions, like you can talk and like not even be committed and all of that stuff. So that, that sets the standard differently. But if you're in a committed relationship and you're getting the feeling that the loyalty is not there, it just probably isn't. And I think that there's a lot of elements that contribute to that in today's world. Like loyalty is hard, I think on both sides, because like we mentioned earlier, social media, there's so much available at your fingertips. But I also think that when you find it with someone, like you feel it. So I just felt like that's important to, to point out. Anytime that I have ever questioned loyalty, my gut has always been right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, you're not wrong. I agree with that. Yeah. So this is a topic that could go on for for days. Yeah. But I think like biggest takeaways, at least the biggest thing that I've learned is like when I was in a place where I accepted those types of relationships, I wasn't confident in myself at all. Like I was, you know, it was like I was in college and I was insecure and it was, you know, attention and like all the, you know, we're, we've all been there. Like there's no shame and there's no shame in being there. But like finding security in yourself is really the first step to being able to find like the security and the loyalty in a relationship because you have to believe that you're worthy of it. Like you, you know, what we believe we're worthy of is what we attract. Yep. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and if you're dealing with a lack of loyalty right now, we both see you and we both feel you because it hurts like hell, and it doesn't matter how many life lessons somebody shares with you when you're going through it, it just sucks because you know we can't help who we love. So yeah, I think that's any takeaways for you, L. No, just. <laughs> Avoid the over, <laughs> the over uh, makeup for some kind of excuse is my biggest takeaway because they tell you a story about like, the toothbrush. Just yeah, go. I just never go the other way. That. Yeah, I was, I was like, wow, damn, I just got played like hard. You, like you really didn't have to bring the kid into it. Like could have just said, <laughs> I know the poor nephew. <laughs> I know that's what I was like. I pictured the kid eating cookies. Like I just saw the whole story, and then I'm like, that definitely didn't happen. So. Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. If anybody tries to claim there's a nephew, a niece that did something to your stuff, get out. <laughs> well, yeah, well, mic, mic drop right there. Mic drop. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Thank you for being here. We hope you have a great week. Thank weekend. you.